This episode of the Chicken Nick Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Beanery. Locations in Ashland, Gretna, and Papillion. There's another coffee shop opening up as well in West Omaha. Dorothy? What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop? Because it's the Beanery. They've got everything you need, all the drinks that you need, lattes, mochas, coffees, everything in between, plus smoothies and food. Paul and the gang do such a terrific job. Support those who support us. It's the Beanery, serving people coffee. You need to get some lift, my man. Uh You know, there are a lot of things that resonated with folks, and that's what we try to do with that open. That's right. They say, okay. What was the big stuff last week? Well, it was Mike Schmidt, and it was Werner Berger. It was Werner, baby. It was it was it was Werner Schmidt combining. It was fantastic. Was that not just the most enjoyable? That I had so much fun going down memory lane with that. It's amazing how much you misremember about that interview. I always thought he was being condescending and was not a fan of Nicholas Allen Baugh, but now, a decade later, I actually think Werner Berger, big fan of Nick Baugh, bought stock in Nick Baugh 10 years ago. Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. That comment was one that was met with, originally met with, Ooh, yeah, he wasn't a big fan of you. But then when you hear it in context, you could tell he was on board with what you were selling. And not only that, he gave me, like, at one point, like, an eight-word answer. Like, I don't think he was feeling me. No. I think people really are on to the fact that it was me that he didn't like. It was you. He could tell there was more athleticism. Well, I think the fact that you you were talking about how you would pack nothing but Twinkies in your travel bag. You referenced Cliffhanger and Sylvester Stallone. Like, all of the things that you referenced, Werner Berger, not... Werner Berger doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to watch Cliffhanger and eat Twinkies. That's just me. <laughs> so, I don't think... I actually... I walked away going, if Werner had to go hang out with one of us, I'm not so sure he wouldn't... He wouldn't been with me. Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. Okay, that's enough. All right, Werner. Uh, I did pull a couple of things. This one. You've got yaks. <laughs> You've got yaks. <laughs> that's what That's what really Husker fans and Casey Thompson are hoping with Trey Palmer. You've got yaks. <laughs> what are yards after the catches? You've got yaks. That's what he wants. What if I just play the yak part? You've got yak. No. Nope. <laughs> You've got yaks. Wait, hold on. You've got yak. You've got yak. There you go. <laughs> what makes a good offense with a quarterback and a receiver, Werner? You've got yak. That's right. You've got yak. Oh, man. <laughs> Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph. In total agreement. With what Werner Berger wants to see out of his wide receivers, you know? You've got yak. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Werner, do you like that joke? 
Okay, who's got the better laugh? The Bo Pelini <laughs> or the Werner Berger? Ha. <laughs> Uh, that was a big one from Bo I mean there are so many different laughs with Bo alright let's just let's go let's check him out go through it (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I need to compare them all with (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay. All right. See what else we got. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I love that one so much. That's the nasal, like, (laughs) just terrible. Just terrible laugh. My favorite bow laugh. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) How is that Warner's lap? That can't be his lap. It it can't be. It's almost a patronizing lap. Let's (laughs) 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 That's a patronizing. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Twinkies in my thing. Yeah, it's funny. He's like out of breath. Did he it run? Like- he ran. He's running and watching. He's on the treadmill and he's watching. He's watching a Kevin Hart stand-up act. That's what's happening there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bo. Hey. Hey, Bo. Where do, where, do, where do cows go on Friday nights? They go to the movies. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that's going to be like Werner's. Here we go. Let's put them together. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that can't be Werner's laugh. All right. I don't trust people that when they laugh, they don't really let it loose, or people that when they sneeze, it it they disappear. You know the people. You know what I'm talking about. The people they're like, yep. ah, oh, yeah. ah, you're like, what? What happened? What? That's right. Well, How do you that. stop that? Uh, uh, yeah, great. I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. This does. Uh, I do want to go to uh, the polls. Oh, you going to the polls had. right away, player? Well, uh, these came out, and they did have something to do with what we were talking about. I'm so crunk for something, by the way. I'll, that's a tease for later on the pod. I'm just so crunk. Just crunk. For Should it, Steve Sipple hard teller from the press box drop be considered for the 2023 drop drop off tournament? I voted for it. Eighty, eighty-seven percent said yes. Hard tell the press box. Come on, it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Did Nick Boss sound like Milton from Office Space when he tried to explain the use of skepticism? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite. So good. Skepticism. Excuse me. Jeez, I just like. <laughs> Eighty-six percent said yes. Was the Werner Burger interview as good as you'd hoped? Eighty-five percent said yes. That's great. You've got yaks. All right. 
exceeded the expectations. I remember it fondly, but it exceeded it. His voice is just amazing. It's true. One of the uh, options should have been absolutely. 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 After listening to the interview, was <laughs> Werner Berger being condescending or friendly to Nick? 74% said friendly. Yes. He's talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. Yes. Yes. How did your perception of Werner Berger change after listening to the entire interview? 87% said improved dramatically. 13% said, I think, less of him. <laughs> Dylan says, he writes in, I'm voting as if I'm knowing something about him now. Are you talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing? <laughs> That's, hey, Dylan, well All done. Right. That's very well done by Dylan. Should Nick Baugh invite Joel Klatt back on his podcast <laughs> to redeem himself for his safe state blunder? Steve. <laughs> 91% said yes. Joel Klatt, FS1. Joel, you know, from my vantage point, you're as good as it gets in the college football world. We appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. Have a great call tomorrow night and uh, stay safe. Stay, 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 stay safe in, uh, in, in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, I, I, Nick, you, you do a great job as well, my friend. I appreciate that, Joel. Thanks, man. You got it. See you. you got it. Joel Klatt, FS1. Uh, that was really good. That was uh, that was money. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally like the Olympics, the pommel horse, <laughs> they land, fall down, twist their ankle, and then have the destiny to go to the judges and be like, nailed it, money. <laughs> And uh, say stay, say 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 safe in uh, in in Lincoln as a Buffalo, my man. That was uh, that was money. <laughs> that was great. That was. Oh great. Lord, have mercy! I tell you. So, and finally, do you laugh when you hear the phrase "stay safe"? Ninety-two percent said yes. Ryan tweets in. I laughed just reading this, especially because I heard it in my head. It's Steve. 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 So good. Oh. We have this other thread that I want to bring to your attention. All right. Big Al tweeted, bought my wife an SUV today. Yes, it has bucket seats. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And it was a, and it was a, <laughs> a was Chevy it Equinox. Michael Severe responds to it with, be honest, was anyone naked? Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacars.com and get naked in the bucket seats? Al responds, we just bought it two hours ago, so that's a not yet. And then three hours later, Lee responds to, what about now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just so good. It's good. good. Uh, Thank you, Werner. Good stuff there. How was your first day of school today? Yeah, first day of school. First of all, ridiculous. August 15th, a little early to be going back to school because your kids don't go back for two more weeks. August 29th. I we mean, got two weeks from today. We, I don't understand how the school calendar should be first day of school, the Tuesday after Labor Day, last day of school, Friday before Memorial Day. <laughs> Done. That's the calendar. That's what this should be. August 15th. You can't be going to school when BTN is on their bus tour. That is the rules. When BTN's on their bus tour, you do not go to school. When Dave Ramson is on a bus, you are not on a school bus. 
Mitch, where you at, buddy? Calm down. Thank All you. All right. No, uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, right as you know, all the parents are congregated around the entrance to the school as they're dropping the kids off, saying goodbye, all that stuff. Literally, right as that hap- as that was happening, it was it started pouring rain to the point where I honestly felt like did did the ghost of Johnny Rosenblatt come to Lincoln and just is he anti Hill Elementary School at this point in his career? Like, what's happening? Oh, oh God! Oh. Yes. It is me, the ghost of Johnny Rosenblatt. All right. No. The ghost of Johnny Rosenblatt is now the ghost of the elementary. He's the the ghost of Lincoln Public Schools. Every 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 first day of school, Johnny Rosenblatt's going to get his Sean Kemp, Dustin Hoffman movie game rent on people. Oh, that is nice. That's that it's too early. It's it's way too early. I, I've always I always knew growing up in Western New York, we're not going back to school until the first Buffalo Bills game kicks off. Okay, that was Labor Day. Labor Day weekend, we would go to school. Labor Day would be on a Monday. We'd go to school on Wednesday. So your first week of school was three days, see, and it was perfect. See, that's how it's... Five days is a lot. Five days for your first day of week is a lot. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's when we'd start. We'd get out mid-June, you know, June 15th-ish, which is late. It's after Memorial Day, but you're on the stretch run. No one should be going to school in the month of August. No, Nobody. no. I mean, to go first of all, to go five days on your first week's a lot. And then the fact that it's August 15th when you're doing that, it's too much. It's too much. I'm not happy about yet. Tyler McKinney, your thoughts on LPS's school calendar at this point? What do you think, buddy? I'm not happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Tyler has any thoughts on it. Tyler's not happy about a lot of things uh, at this point. He's just he's I'm not, not happy about that. Hey, well, I, I have a question for you. So, go. And if you don't know what I'm what I'm getting at here, I might have to just shut shut this down. Okay. My question is: Are you ready? Are you ready yet? Are you ready? Are you prepared for something that's for about to happen? Basically, a week from from today. Yeah. Are you Did ready? You are you prepared? It? No. No, I'm not. And. Because of that, I'm going to put out a full uh, request that you send your finished, semi-finished product to Pat Safford <laughs> with Herdat Media. Have him put it together because I don't have time for you this year. I don't have time for your song. You don't have. I got to work on mine. I got nothing right now, Jerry. I got nothing. I got nothing. I, at this point, I have one song that I am just like I performed it for my wife last night in the kitchen. She looked at me like, why did I marry you? How are you so excited about this? I have another song that has one verse. It's pretty much done. I feel like I could I could go another verse. I also feel like sometimes like the Husker Hop Stepper, Hot Stepper, like that was too too long, probably. Like a parody Wait, you should four, be you mean five minutes is too long? <laughs> I mean that song, let's check in on the song. Is it, is it still going on? Oh, gosh. 
Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Put it on a poll question. Put it on a poll question. That's not enough. That's not enough. Longer, enough. longer song, Stairway to Heaven or Husker <laughs> Hunts. All right. <laughs> all right. I will, we'll check in with that song throughout. <laughs> longer I mean, song, Bohemian Rhapsody or Husker Hunts. <laughs> okay. I'll put both of those on the poll. Do people want more than one verse? I mean, the one ver- I have, so I have a song. They're each one verse. One of them's a little longer than the other one. Because I put out two last year, so I feel like your boy had to go two. I'm sure, let me guess. One of them is watch me Whipple, watch me Nay Nay. Like, is there? Well, is there you would, it, there is a play on words with Whipple in one of them. Okay. There is a play on words with, but it is not Whipple and Nay Nay. Is it uh, Whipple good? Nope, like, instead of no, Whipple good? No, nope, it's not. Right. I thought about that. I thought about it. Hold on. Give it time out. Let me just check in. Oh, no. Chananda sent the blitz. Uh-oh. Tang Chang. You know. All right. Still okay. going on. <laughs> We're on still, verse, verse 8,000. That song is 300, 348 days old. It's long. It's very long. It lasts almost, it's almost a full year. It's a full year length of Hot a song. Stepper's about to turn a year old, and it still hasn't happy, finished growing. Happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday, Oscar Hot Stepper. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> what will in first, Gary? Gary Barda's news conference for Oscar Hot Stepper. Put it on a poll. All right, that will be there. Oh Should I start putting these out before the the? Uh, I gotta put them out after it's released so people can. But it'd be funny. It. it would be funny at this idea yeah, of you're like, what? It's, what could they have possibly? What in the Sam Hill were they talking about for this to be a poll question? What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop? That's a great. great. So what? Do you, you got nothing. You got because last year you had your idea for your parody song. Or at least the song you were going to use before I did. But the, the, my how the turntables have turned here one true. year later. It's all, all true. What are you going to do, dog? I don't know are what you finna, do. Are you going to be McGruff? Are you going to rap and be McGruff like you usually do? Take a bite out of the Husker defense. <laughs> like, what? what is happening? You've got yaks. All right. Okay. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Mo. I'm just telling you, I am. I am. If I want to be done, I can be done. You know, how many songs are you going to do, though? Are you going to put out an album? Is this going to be the album release day? It's like putting out, like, what are you, Taylor Swift? Here's Beyonce's new album. It's like, oh, great. Seriously. Here's, Here's nine Husker songs to get you fired up for the six and six season. Put it on a poll question. At some point in the Schick and Nick careers, should Nick release an entire album for a pump-up for one season? Should Nick just release an entire album? I'll put that on the poll. Oh, because I had a third song. Oh, my God. I had a third song. I had two lines written, and I lost interest in it. I'm not going to Ooh. But I'm very happy about one of them. The other one, there's one line that just makes it worth it for me. It tickles me. Uh... But so I'm ready. I just wanted to, okay. I I just wanted to see where you're right. at in this process. Are you gonna have to All do right. a late night cram session? I haven't next even week? started yet. I got a, I got an ESPN college football seminar tomorrow and Wednesday. Oh, I've man. got some baseball practices. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Okay. I don't know. Am um, I ready, Melissa? Not at all. all right. oh, Melissa 
Joan Hart brought her back. Not at all. You remember my uh, question? You remember my question, Melissa Joan Hart, that, that led to that? I think it was something about, um, did, Clar- <laughs> did your role with, something with Clarissa help you during, what was it? Well, what, I, I, it was something, were there any life lessons that Clarissa learned on the show that can help you with, And I can, but I don't know why we had her on. Well, why did we have her on? Because she, we just took any celebrity that we could. I were mean, you a celebrity sh- at the time, Melissa? Not at all. No. All right. We were bad with that. Suge would be like, now, I have a new game show host. We'd be like, put him on. Put him on the show. The first week of our show. Yeah. We did next up, the host of Dating in the Dark. People would have been like, what? Dating in the Dating Dark. In We've the made dark? it, baby. We've got dark. We've got yaks. Oh. So, Nick. but it's to the, I found the Melissa Joan Hart because I want to play for you a segment. No, no. I was stumbling over looking for the Mike Schmidt segment, and I have the entire Mark Sh- Mike Schmidt interview. He was, it was a co-interview with him and a Fresno State baseball player, and they were competing in the home run derby. Mike Schmidt was going to be there to help him. Um, so anyway, it was a dual interview. But it was after that that we discussed the Mike Schmidt interview, no. and Melissa Joan Hart makes an appearance. Would you like to? It's like three minutes. Oh, Do you want to hear? I mean, come on. You know the answer to that question. All right. Here we go. Here is... The three-minute segment from 2010. Little, you need to get some lift, my man. Let's how much? Let's just make. I mean, he finishes lift with authority. You need to get some. You need to get some lift. 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 Seriously, what happens halfway through that word? I don't know. I think, you know what happens? I think the word lift gets caught in his mustache. You need to get some lift, my (laughs) You need to get some lift, my man. I mean, you have Mike Schmidt on the show, and we don't even use the drop in the tournament. What we had, Chuck Woolery, John Barry. John Barry? Rick Barry. Rick Barry. John Barry? Rick Barry. October 4th, (laughs) September 4th. You need to get some accuracy, my man. You need to get some lift. <laughs> Seriously, what happened? By the way, trouble for Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Mike Vrabel. What happened? What happened about that? I'm not happy about what happened. He was arrested for theft <laughs> Monday <laughs> at an Indiana casino. Didn't know those two words went together. Um, the Hoosier Resort? Yes, the Hoosier Resort, yes. The Keith Play, Smart Inn? Yeah, the Hickory Suites. Uh <laughs> Vrabel was arrested at the Belterra Casino Resort and Spa. Belterra Hote? On a cl- I wow, that was actually really good, but I, I did it. Not at all. It's been a while, Melissa. How have you been? You've been good? Not at all. Uh, Bel- <laughs> Belterra Casino Resort and Spa on a Class D felony charge, the lowest level of felony crime in Indiana, but released Monday morning after posting a $600 bond. An Indiana gaming agent saw Vrabel taking, quote, bottles of alcohol from a deli. Without paying for them. Vrabel says, quote, it was an unfortunate misunderstanding, and I take full responsibility for the miscommunication. I feel comfortable that after talking with the appropriate parties, we will resolve this matter. See, I was excited when I initially read the, you know, theft at a casino. I thought he, like, had some, like, counting cards scam or was, like, stealing chips. Like, making, I was like, ooh, Mike Vrabel, I'm kind of a big fan right now. Look what Mike Vrabel did. He was charged with theft at a casino. I mean, don't you think, like, George Clooney and Brad Pitt's, like, we need one more? We better get one more. Get Mike, get Mike Vrabel. Get Mike Vrabel on the phone. We're going to rob the Terra Hoden. 
But I thought I thought what, he, did he steal chips? Did he count cards? No, he stole <laughs> he stole bottles of alcohol from a deli. See, I can't express how disappointed I am. I see this Jets. I'm like, ooh, Vrabel stole from a casino. I mean, that's a gutsy move, and me kind of like it. And go to that deli, Mike. Your job is to steal bottles of alcohol. I'm just really disappointed in Mike Vrabel at this point. You're disappointed he didn't go for the gold? If you're going to steal from a casino, let's make it count. I'm going into the bank and stealing their pens. <laughs> When we return, arrested Eric. for theft at a bank. Like, ooh, how much did he steal? A pen. <laughs> What'd you get at that bank? Ah, two check registers. <laughs> They're gonna feel that in the morning. <laughs> All right, that was uh, a few Whoa. minutes of. There was so much rat a tat tat, just <laughs> drops, laughs, talks. It was a symphony. It was a symphonic orchestra. Chef's kiss. That segment, Chef's kiss on a variety of levels. When it was rolling, things were happening all over the place. Oh, that was enjoyable. (laughs) I love we were we were probably so behind the clock that Shug just sends us to break in the middle of it all. Yeah. We're not even close to wrapping up whatever it is we were talking about. Shug's like, I've had enough of this. You guys are done. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. Oh, that was good. I enjoyed so that. Funny. Oh, that was good. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, we need more. We, I need, we need to head down memory lane more often. I agree. I agree. I stumbled upon that. It was a nice short segment. It made me laugh. You're, the, 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 always the Conan. No, he was stealing alcohol at a deli. And then, and then you with the Terra Haute in. Like, I was like, whoa, that was actually... Really good, but I don't want to sit there right now. Well, you did. You you knew you couldn't acknowledge me. You couldn't acknowledge it too much because it would encourage me. You, but you, but it was good enough. It it was like the Costanza line to Jerry. It was like we're in towels over here. Hurry up, George. Okay, <laughs> keep your towel on. Okay, that's not bad. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Quick full time out from this ridiculously amazing, stupid podcast to tell you about our good friends from The Beanery. Paul and the gang do such a good job, and they have everything you, co- you could possibly want from a caffeinated beverage standpoint. We're talking lattes. We're talking coffees. We're talking teas. We're talking about a bunch of different things and get your crunk game right. Werner? Am I talking kind of, are you comfortable with how I'm talking? Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this. <laughs> yeah, that was a real, real stretch to try to get to that. Uh, did you Did you enjoy, Melissa, did you enjoy that uh, stumble? Not at all. All right, <laughs> that was the case. Um, uh, but it is, a, it is a, great, a great place to go. Again, when I was there for the uh, Chick and Nick live show, which, again, people are still, still talking about. When I say people, I mean uh, me and Nick. We were, uh, I did stop right before the show to go to the Beanery, the Asheville location, Asheville. They've got a, they've got a spot here in Asheville, North Carolina. Expansion. Oh, no, they don't. All right. Melissa, do they have a location in North Carolina? Not at all. No, but uh, Paul has promised me that it will come. But there is one in West Omaha. But in Ashland is where I stopped. And it was so terrific. They charged me full price. They knew exactly who I was. And thought about charging me double, but I got the chicken nick ice pecan latte. It was great. It went went against what Bo wants. He says you got to be hot. Not in my watch. Nope. It was cold on a hot summer day, and it was fantastic. So head there and get the chicken nick drink. And 
Great food options. They got breakfast sandwiches, muffins, bagels, cookies. They got oatmeal. I'm not sure on the breakfast sandwiches you get sausage, egg. I don't think you can get yak on the breakfast sandwiches. I don't think yak can happen. Can yak happen, Werner? You've got yak. Oh, wow. No. Oh, well, I don't think that's true, Werner. He's, he is talking as if he's knowing something about this whole thing here. But breakfast sandwiches, sausage, egg, cheese on a biscuit or a croissant. It's all good. It is the Beanery. Go support our guy, Paul. It's the Beanery serving people coffee. A couple of things I want to play for you. Oh. This was sent to me. Again, if I don't know exactly who sent it, I'm sorry. But this was from uh, Steve Sipple with Ken Walgamot and Josh Peterson on 1620. Listen here. This is good. Great. Yeah, they were. Great, man. Incredible band. Um, Well... You have a lovely time, and we'll see you in the press box the next week. Oh, for a, baby. One, of, one of the fine season opening games against, is that the mighty North Dakota? That's North yeah. Dakota in yeah. week one. Yeah. We'll talk more about Steve Earle in the press box, okay? There we go. Okay, Kent. All right, Kent, thank you so much. Okay. There was a press box thing, and I can't tell if Kent Walgamot was – Acknowledging the show you in the press box, you know, the press box, hard telling from the press box. You remember the press box? You got the press you in the press box. Okay. The way he says press box is almost like, and so it there, it feels like a wink, wink to us and to the Shikinik listeners that he knows he knows now, Kent Walgamot always has a, has a unique cadence to how he speaks, so I don't want to accuse him of being a huge fan of the show, but that certainly sounded like a wink-wink and a nod to Hartell in the press box. A lovely time, and we'll see you in the press box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Saw so this one. This was emailed to me as well. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And then I listened to exactly what this was. This was from a fantasy football podcast. Hadn't listened to this podcast. I might now, and you definitely will listen. Pretty ugly. And that I, you know, nobody has any interest in Rex Burkhead, Marlon Mack, guys like that. Currently, you know, quote unquote, nominally on the depth chart ahead of him. But I think you're right. I think it's pretty clear to see. I mean, you said 30% for Chase Edmonds. I think the number's way higher for Pierce. What, what would you put it at? Uh, 50 yeah, and that, that's only because they love Rex Burkhead a lot, and Burkhead's going to get more carries than he probably should. Good. They love Rex Burkhead a lot. They like it because they love Rex Burkhead a lot. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. <laughs> Very good. Nothing keeps Rex Burkhead's legacy alive more. I like Rex Burkhead oh, a lot. Oh man, I like Rex Burkhead a lot. 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 <laughs> so good. A couple of good pieces of audio. Kent, how did I miss um, Kent Walgamont, Steve Sipple, and Josh Peterson speaking to one another for a segment? That's disappointing. Shame on me. I mean, when worlds collide, right? Oh, man. You know? uh, quickly, <laughs> Big Ten media deal could be announced as early as this week. Our dreams of working Big Ten so, sports together. It's done. 
on ESPN are done for the foreseeable future because it sounds like ESPN's not going to be involved yeah. with the Big Ten. Uh, ESPN's not going to be involved with the Big Ten. That's sad. You know, it's sad. Well, I mean, I think at this point, I think it's just a matter of time before ESPN and Fox get wind of this podcast and they put a kibosh to it. I mean, there is just no playing in the same sandbox in any way, shape, or form between these two networks now. It is sad. thought at one point, you boy, you, you know, we could – we could share the headset. No, right. I don't know if it's going to happen now. We just got to share a podcast until until Fox and ESPN cancel this. NBC, CBS, Fox getting in bed and consummating. Oh yeah, with the Big Ten. I mean, this is a large bed. It's an it's uh, a California king. It's a California king size bed. <laughs> and meanwhile, the Big ESPN is standing outside the window knocking. Anyone there? No one's answering the door. Uh, as an ESPN guy, yeah, it's very it's sad. It is. It's weird. It's definitely sad. Well, I think uh, God, I got a million takes on it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, and this is coming from. I mean, not your boy is. I mean, check it out. Your boy's got a fox. You got your fox. I got sports a, hoops. On I got there. a fox shirt on here. So your boy is always repping and loving. But the one thing that I think is going to be interesting is coming from someone who covers the Big East. At least initially, when the new Big East was formed and it was at Fox Sports 1, when you would turn on ESPN in 2014, 2015, all those, it, it was like Big East basketball didn't even exist on ESPN's college basketball coverage. Any sort of college game day, it was basically Villanova was so stinking good that it forced ESPN to at least acknowledge the best team in the country. I say that to say it's hard to ignore Big Ten football and basketball. But at the same time, for as much as you want to talk about ESPN and its big reach in terms of broadcasting games – I view you can, games. Games are games. They're going to happen anywhere, and people are going to find them. Right? What I what I think will be interesting now is ESPN controls a lot of the narratives around the sport. They do a better job than a lot of these other networks, NBC, CBS, and I think you could even include Fox in this. In their coverage of college sports into their daily lineup and daily talk. So that's what I'm interested in is like how much will ESPN continue to talk about Big Ten sports without having any sort of rights on their network? It's not the football games that are the issue. People will find the games. Yes. It's the football coverage. It's the halftime reports. It's where's game day going live from. Yep. Are they going to go live from a CBS game to help promote that? I don't think they will. Of course not. If it's a tie between there's a great game in Madison, Wisconsin. There's also a really good game in Starkville. We're going to Starkville. Yes. Like tie goes to where your investment is. They always say, hey, you want to know where your heart is? Look at your checkbook. Who are you paying? 
Who are you writing checks to? Where's your money going? That's where your heart is. Yep. You know, you get four tee times a week. You're spend, paying money on the golf course. Your heart's at the golf course a lot. Mm-hmm. Are you spending money on the SEC or the Big Ten? Checkbook says SEC. That's where your heart is, right? And I don't. I wouldn't fault ESPN for that. It's a business decision. I wouldn't either. You know, but it's the byproduct of this. You know, you are right now taking a calculated risk by the Big Ten of seeding some territory in the narrative con- in the conversation. That's totally, really what that, this. Is. That's what this is. You, you, and I are in lockstep on this. So that's where I get a little concerned. Like as much, and this is no disrespect to Reggie Bush. And Brady Quinn. But Kirk Herbstreit carries a lot of weight. Desmond Howard, like those voices on game day. It's the college football show of record. And a, and a network, a show that sets the table for the day, likely not being at Big Ten schools unless it's Ohio State, Michigan, or unless the game is so big you can't ignore it, even though it's not SEC or ACC or Big 12, that you are at this point – saying, okay, you've got the games. How much am I going to talk about Ohio State versus whoever? You can't ignore Ohio State. You can't ignore Michigan. You know, top 10 teams are going to get discussed. USC, when it go, you know, when it makes it USC, right. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, those, you cannot, ESPN cannot cover college football and not talk about Ohio State. Correct. And they were still previewing. Like, when Michigan played Wisconsin in, in Madison, they're previewing the game. Like, it's a big game. But you're not going to be at the game. No. Herbstreit and Fowler aren't going to be calling the game. And but even so ch- it's, it's, the, it's the coverage of the sport and the game and your team that will change a little bit. We'll all adapt. It's not the game itself, but it's everything around the game that I get a little concerned about. You, because if you host like college football live and different things like that. like Just did mean, last, uh, last Monday. How yep. often are those... I think it's. I also think it's about those shows. You know what yeah. shows don't exist on Fox? Those shows, right. like Fox. Because here, here's if I were the Big Ten, if I were Kevin Warren, here's what I would tell Fox. And again, this comes from someone like I put. I say our because I'm a member of the Fox family. Like I put Gus Joel on a game as good as it freaking gets. Ben, and Benetti and Brock Heward will be as good will as be it as gets, good right? as it gets. Right. Like. Awesome coverage. I, and then even for basketball, Gus Raft, Brando Jimmy, Kugler Baugh. No? Anybody? Uh, Thank you, Werner. I appreciate you you recognizing the, the humor in that. But I put I I'm t- I put the coverage, the sure. game, all the, as it's as good, as good as you're gonna get. But if I were the Big Ten, what I would be telling Fox is what you don't what what you don't want is to have just Skip and Shannon and Cowherd talking about LeBron and Patrick Holmes, and then on a Saturday, here comes a college football game, and then when it's done, it's done. Like, that's the thing that I think ESPN still does more of is more dedicated programming to, to just discussing the sport. Right. The, the countdown show, the ranking show, which – Again, I got mixed feelings about that goes Tuesday nights, yeah. but they'll do a they'll do a recap show Sunday morning. You know, college football final Saturday night. There's a lot of real estate there now. You know, get up is NFL, NBA, right? NFL, NFL, NFL. They'll squeeze in a college football every once in a while if it's big. 
But, yeah, it, and that's why I think for Notre Dame, it's nice that there's going to be other college football on NBC, so it's not like your one-stop shop for college football is Notre Dame, and then we're done. Having something around that. Yet, it's going to go Notre Dame, NBC Nightly News, and then the Big Ten game. Like, they're not doing away with that. It's not going to be, oh, nice long thing, and then right. we're going to go into the pregame of Big Ten. No, there's going to be nightly news in between that because they're not going to punt on that. So ESPN, you go one game to the next, right? FS1, one game to the next. So it's just the coverage will be different. The games will be fine. But to your point that you made earlier, I am much more concerned about basketball. Yes. Infinitely more concerned. The creatures of habit, Saturday, it's Saturday afternoon. What am I turning on? I'm going to turn on ESPN. Let's see what game's on. Tuesday night in February. What am I turning on? I'm going to turn on ESPN. they got a Big Ten game on. 40 games a week on Big Ten Networks. 40 games a week. And now, where are those games going to be? Now i got to find them. Okay, FS1. Maybe they're on Peacock. Right? Yeah. They're not going to be on NBC. They're not going to be on major Fox on a weeknight. No, I'm curious. I'm really, really curious. There's, there was a lot, a lot of Big Ten basketball on ESPN. And I am curious, where are all of those games right. going to go? Right. Now, right. I mean, selfishly, I hope a lot of them get absorbed by Fox and your boy picks up a bunch of them. But you got Fox, the Big East. It, Fox has the Big East and Fox Fox has, you know, they do have FS2, but FS2 at this point is not at the level of ESPN2 or ESPNU or even, you know, like, like are most of these games going to be streaming? Like, I don't know. Are, like, Purdue, it's one thing to have, you know, hey, Michigan State v. Michigan State, about, Maryland, you know, or Michigan yeah. State, Indiana. But where are we going to find Purdue, Indiana on a, you know, where, where are we going to find Purdue basketball on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? Like, where are we going to find Maryland hoops? Like, I, I don't, I don't See, know. I think, I think it's, it's not the like Big ESPN East was broadcasting get... all those, but you just, you run out of real estate right. to show games. Right. And that's why I and, wonder if there's a streaming component to this thing on some level. Now, Fox has yet to really, really, really invest in their, I think, you know, their, their ESPN Plus type of, of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very curious on what that looks like for, for basketball. It's a lot of games that are that got to land somewhere. And, but, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, the, the games are the games. The games are, are done extremely well at Fox. I, I guess the thing that I, I hope, I hope that what comes along with this investment from Fox for the Big Ten is an investment around the games, you know, to yeah, to yeah. more to more coverage uh, and more talk with, with, as it as it pertains to the sport. So yeah, if you're gonna own it, own it. Yes, own yes. the sport, own the conversation, and and do a better job of doing that. The other thing I'd say for the ESPN side of things, I do get concerned about what's our public posture going to be toward the Big Ten. You know, you get a lot of, you know, folks who work at the SEC network will put out a tweet saying, oh, you know, Big Ten doesn't do this. But now, aren't we all SEC network, ACC network people? Like, know. we don't, if you know how it is in the business, if there is no relationship with a coach, like, you're not covering the game. You're not talking about them or covering a game. You don't need that bridge for the next four or five years to a Tom Izzo or a Scott Frost or a Ryan Day 
Are you taking a few more liberties in your conversation? Are you sending out a tweet that's maybe a little more pro-SEC, ACC, because that's those ratings for those games help your bottom line. Big Ten's ratings will have no bearing on ESPN's ratings, except if they're down. Right. So it's like negative recruiting. Right. How does that look? And, and so the prism through which we view things and see things, I take a lot of pride in just being very objective, and I always will strive for that. But I do wonder if objectivity will get lost a little bit because we are so in bed with one or two leagues now, and we've kicked the Big Ten out of the bedroom, even though ESPN did have an option for the second or third tier games for a lot of money. They said no. Um, I do get a little concerned about that. Well, and I'll be curious, too, when what Fox looks like in in a couple years where are they just going to have the Big Ten and that's pretty much it? Like, at this point, they have some rights to the Pac-12 and the Big 12, right. at least for football, but there's been some talk that now ESPN has maybe positioned themselves to land for sure at one or both of those conferences this and, news was great for the pac-12 yes because now you need some of that nighttime stuff and now there's oh no room for the big 10 what about us so the pac-12 could maybe take advantage of that to some degree so without curious, usc and UCLA. i'm very curious to see what fox's portfolio for lack of a better term looks like in a couple of years with all of their rights that that they hold in the in the college world but even like just there's one other thing i thought about with the the coverage is like even on a, you know, even even with Scott Van Pelt, like they'll they'll be like a Big Ten basketball game will wrap up. It'll get thrown to Scott Van Pelt, and SVP might go right back to the arena for a conversation with someone at that was just at. Hey, let's go back out to East Lansing where Jay Billis. Jay, you just watched Michigan State. Blah 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 blah. You know, like. Those kinds of things that, like, you know, at this point, ESPN is is to me more more known for that. So I don't know. I'm with you. Like, I think it's uh it's fascinating how this all shook out. I think it's great. I, the one thing I will say is, from a from a coverage standpoint, I will, the Big Ten, you do got to you do got to look at it from their perspective, and it is pretty cool to think that they are going to have Big Noon, Fox. 2.30 CBS, nighttime NBC. And because each of those networks is going to be all in on that one game, you know, and obviously they're going to have other games throughout the day, other even Big Ten games throughout the day, but it is going to feel like a every game, that 2.30 CBS Penn State Iowa game is going to feel big. And obviously those big noon games feel big, and the nighttime NBC games are going to feel big, even if it's Wisconsin and... Right. Go through the schedule. How many times do you see three really good Big Ten games? Well, I mean, by the looks of the preseason AP poll, not many. This just came out before we finished recording. Four Big Ten teams in the preseason AP. Ohio State number two, Michigan number eight, Michigan State number 15, and Wisconsin number eight. 18, one team from the West, three from the East. Penn State will continue to feel the disrespect, and that's fine. I think they have a bounce-back year. And out of the West, 
it's hard to argue with that. I would probably would have put given Iowa some love just because of what they've accomplished and give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, played in the Big I Ten title a, game last year. Isn't that amazing? I do have a sneaky suspicion about Purdue having a good year. Mm-hmm. But, again, four teams in the Big Ten yeah. in your uh, AP. No. Pool. So, I think I, I see it a lot of different ways. If you're looking at it from a pure coverage standpoint of the games, I think the Big Ten has to be going, wow, do we have a heck of a situation here for us. I just am curious now what you talked about. How will the those biases and, I, for lack of a better term, permeate through the lenses at which the talking heads discuss different conferences, both for Fox and ESPN? And then, right. from a Big Ten standpoint, getting out of bed with the ESPN is just you. They, they do a they they are the leaders of the coverage and chatter and narratives of the sport. So what does that look like? I think someone I, call them, someone call them the worldwide leader in sports. I, uh, <laughs> some uh, Tyler, what do you think about the big 10 uh, going away from ESPN? I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How many songs are you going to do, though? Are you going to put out an album? Is this going to be the album release day? (laughs) A Huda Media Production.